McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. At Pennzoil, we have one job. Pioneering a motor oil so advanced, you don't have to think about your motor oil. Instead, you can think about how your engine sounds, how your stomach feels as the RPMs build, how your wheels hug the curves, and how, with the Pennzoil Platinum up to 15-year, 500,000-mile protection guarantee, your adventures will be many. Pennzoil. Long may we drive. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com warranty for full details. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. The Holy Spirit is moving in power. The Holy Spirit is moving in grace. We've had some incredible interviews recently on this podcast, but please feel free to share this broadcast or share this podcast, however you're watching or listening into this. Bless your friends. But guys, if you want to hear God and know how to prophesy and be activated in prophecy, I believe that each and every one of us can encourage, comfort, and edify one another through the prophecy prophetic word of the Lord. Each and every one of us can prophesy. Not all of us are called to be prophetic ministers or to walk in the office of prophet, but we can all walk in what I call entry level prophecy. So I have an e-course available for you on charismacourses.com called entry level prophecy. The link is provided here on this live stream and also on the podcast notes. But guys, I'm so excited for today's special guest. We have a prophet, Sean Smith, His passion is to see people come to Christ and enter into the fullness of God. He burns for revival and awakening and a demonstration of God's power in the marketplace. He's got multiple books out, uh, such as the, the one on signs and wonders, how you can be a sign and a wonder. And for more information about his prophetic ministry, please go to SeanSmithMinistries.com. But guys, please welcome Sean Smith to Adventures in the Spirit. Sean, thank you for being part of this program. Hey, Jared, man, it's an honor to be on here with you, man. And I love the theme, man, and the title, Adventures in Spirit. That's true. It's always an adventure with Holy Ghost. Oh, always. And I'm he he changed my life radically when I was 18, well, 17, and then filled me at, at 18, and I've never been the same. So Fireborn Ministries is all about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the wonderful Holy Spirit. But Sean, thank you so much for being on this program. I'd love to know how you came to know Jesus personally. Yeah, amen. Great question. You know, I wasn't raised in a Christian family. I wasn't raised in anyone's nuclear family, for that matter. I was, I was raised by a single mom and a southern, in southern United States, black grandmother. And uh, we, we, you know, there, there was, I love to say, there was a little diss in our function. You know, we were a little dysfunctional. My, my grandmother uh, was an alcoholic and my mom was working jobs. My dad was not the picture. Then he was, then he was murdered. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, about four years I had a dad there. And so I, uh, it obviously had an impact on me in terms of 
you know, that orphan spirit, a lot of things that I think spawns so much today, drug addiction, immorality, violent. But my grandmother, when I was a junior in high school, she went to a small Jared Pentecostal Holiness Storefront Church. She got radically delivered. And that was the first kind of clear indication that Jesus is powerful. If he could break alcohol addiction, because I don't recall a day outside the social worker coming to our home, or we had to go to a doctor that my grandma didn't get drunk. And she never drunk again from that point on. Wow. And so she started to witness to me. I went away to college. Uh, there was awards money over the unlawful uh, death of my father. Yeah. And so I, I chose a college. My grandmother during that time passed and I hit rock bottom. I was going to commit suicide. And mm. I don't see that lightly. I, I, I had a plan. I just thought I, I had a plan. And so I did two final things. One of them was very faithful. The other one was just dumb. I went out and partied as hard as I could. I'm thinking, right. okay, I'm, I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm going to party hard. So I partied hard. I came back and I promised my grandmother, who had now uh, been with Jesus for about one year, I promised her, she said, grandbaby, one day you're going to find out you can't do this thing called life all on your own. And you'll come to that realization. Promise me you'll call on the name of Jesus. So I tell people, hey, you promise your black grandmother, Southern black grandmother, you better follow through or she will throw a biscuit from glory and hit you upside your head. Man. Yeah. So I, I cried out to Jesus. And, and this is where I won't lose you, Jared. But early on, I, I told more of a G-rated version of my testimony. Not that it, it, it's not immoral or anything, but it just, I didn't know people were ready for it. Jesus showed up in my room. I, I see him like I'm looking at you right now, yeah, you know, on my on my uh, iPhone. He shows up in my room. I, he speaks to me audibly. Uh, my life has dramatically changed. I mean, I see people say, what did Jesus look like? John was pretty accurate when he says his eyes are like lightning. His face is like the sun shining. It was so bright. Yes. I literally couldn't look. I lift my hands up because of the brightness. And he said, first thing he said to me, I'll be a father of the fatherless. And then he would say a couple other things. And another one, uh, the final thing had to do with what I'm doing now. And I went out on my college campus. It was a secular university. I witnessed to everything that moved Jared, Amen. won people to Christ, completed my degree in computers, but God broke my heart in a good way, giving me his heart for college students. So I jumped into a campus training for campus ministry. And then I, that was how I, I got saved and got into ministry. I love that. That's so exciting. And when you talk about seeing Jesus in all his glory, Revelation 1, Revelation 4, I'd encountered Jesus in that way 20 years wow. ago in Las Vegas with a group of friends. I'd only been clean and sober probably nine months or about about nine months to a year or so. And baptized with the Holy Spirit only about six months before that. But I fell into a trance during a prayer time, saw Jesus in his glory like never before. I mean, the, the eyes of fire, the love, the Revelation 1, Revelation 4, just and, and then that that addiction was gone. I was changed, transformed. And so I can identify with that. It actually took me 20 years or about 18 or 19 years to eventually release that and write about it, wow. which was on charisma. But when we encounter Jesus, we're completely changed, completely transformed. How did God call you into the prophetic ministry? Yes. You know, it was twofold. One, I love this and I'm, I'm jealous for this emerging generation. I think when you have an encounter with the living King like that, mm -hmm. uh, you weren't won on an argument, which I, I would venture to say that if someone won you to Jesus on an argument, we could probably lose you to an argument. Yes. But when you have an encounter with Jesus and he speaks to you, at that point in time, 
you, you pretty much throw skepticism off the table. Like a God that can show up in your room and speak to you is a God that's real. So I expected God to speak to me. So I spoke to him and, and I got saved and I was in a spirit-filled campus ministry. My campus pastor flowed in words of knowledge. He flowed in the prophetic. And then I got some prophetic words over me that had to do with the prophetic. I just began to hear the voice of God. And, and one time in particular, I remember I was with my, my mentor. He was doing a service. I was with him. And I didn't know why I knew. I looked out and I saw a man and I knew that he had ulcers. I couldn't tell you why I knew, how I knew. I just knew. I knew it like I know my name is Sean. And so I mentioned my campus pastor. I said, hey, was it in the service? I think the Lord's given me something. And he was very, uh, my campus pastor was very releasing. He said, bro, I believe it's God. Go for it. So I didn't have quite the faith to say it's you, sir. But I said, hey, over in this area right here, there's a guy. You've got a burning uh, sensation of stomach. It's an ulcer, boom, boom, boom. The dude lifts his hand. Wow. I dropped the mic. I literally dropped the mic. Talking about <laughs> mic drop. Like, good thing he didn't damage the mic. I ran over to the guy and, you know, I'm a baby believer, but I was so excited that God is touching this guy. I started crying on this guy. I hugged him, started crying on his stomach and he was healed. And then from there on, God just began to speak to me about things. Usually, initially, not, not usually in services. You know, a lot of people, they'll hear the voice of God in a service. For me, yeah, I'd hear them in services, but I was hearing them a lot more outside of services. Thus, wow. that evolved into our first book called Prophetic Evangelism that I wrote. But that really was kind of the beginning of it. And then I, I started to learn how to cultivate a space of sensitivity to tune in to God's wavelength. You know, mm -hmm. the Bible says in, in Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, right, just, lovely, good repute, anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The more you set your mind on things above, what you tune into, you hear from. And so mm -hmm. I think it's so important that early on, uh, I, I was a, a big NFL football guy, basketball guy. Initially, I felt like the Lord said, turn off all sports, turn off all secular television, all secular music. And I wow. just locked in and it, it really allowed me to get a bead on God. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's everybody's path. I'm just saying that, that was mine. But yep. those were some of the ways. And then the clarity started picking up more and more and more. I love that. That's so good. Because I could identify with that. There's been a number of years where I could no longer listen to music that I enjoyed. All I could do was listen to worship music, but that's okay. You know, that's what God told me to do. And there is a process that each and every one of us go through and there's a cost even, but because you've been in the prophetic ministry for a number of years, equipping people how to hear God's voice, what is the role of prophecy today? Because so, some people tend to say that it's not for today, but you know, I was born and raised in an association that didn't believe in modern day prophecy, but then God was speaking to me. So then the Holy Spirit led me in a process to see it's relevant. But what is the role of prophecy today? Well, I think there's twofold and I'll, I'll give you, obviously the scripture we're probably very familiar with. It talks about in first Corinthians, it says the spirit of prophecy is for comfort, exhortation, edification. And so, you know, simple gift of prophecy is to encourage believers. And we know the ministry encouragement is so important why? Because there's so many people walking around discouraged. There's so many people that don't know their identity. And the prophetic, yes. one of the things that it does is God establishes his thoughts towards you. And when you get those thoughts, it solidifies your identity. You know, uh, Jeremiah talks about, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not for calamity, to give you hope in the future. I believe that the prophetic gives you hope for the future. And this yes. is so important, particularly now when you, you turn on the news, you, you get on social media, it looks like just total 
like end time Armageddon. It's all yeah. over hot underneath a rock, but God's got a purpose. But I'd say a great illustration of this is a, there's a passage in the Bible. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's in Kings where there was a terrible famine in the land at that particular time. Uh, there was a prophet that came to the king and he said, tomorrow at this time. Now, when I say a famine, I mean a famine like they're eating donkey brains mm. and they're eating bird excrement. Like I was about to say bird yeah. boo-boo. I guess I could say boo-boo, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's bad. And then two women actually end up entering into cannibalism. So we're talking mm. that level. And a prophet said, tomorrow at this time, the finest flour oil food will be sold for super cheap whereas they were playing an over-exaggerated price. Now stop, how crazy is that? If you're in a time of that desperation, but a prophet says within 24 hours, not six months from now, not a year from now, tomorrow at this time. And then all of a sudden, it's like the lens is placed on him to see what was available in his spirit and what would be available within 24 hours. Well, the rest of the story goes, four lepers are used of God. It was the day that lepers became legends they break the siege of the, the Assyrians, and all of a sudden, all this food is brought back within 24 hours. And I thought that there, there was one guy that made a comment, and this is the skepticism that even the prophetic faces today. He says, I suppose if God were to throw open the floodgates of heaven, this could not happen. And the prophet says, you'll see it, but you won't experience it. And so I feel like the prophetic comes, but you have to partner with it in order to see it in your life. In order to experience it, God see stuff we don't see because he's he's in the future it's, it's funny in the marvel universe mcu that in the last couple installments of the avengers it was this time machine thing with ant-man the quantum realm and being able to do that or dr strange and the time stone it's like god has all that god was in your past he's in your present he's in the future because he stands outside of time and so right. when god gives us his perspective it's the prophetic it's a revelatory release we need that because if, if all you see is what you see with your natural eyes in the day we live in, it will drive you crazy. You, you'll lose your mind today. Yeah, that's right. I'm thankful that for the prophetic in my life. It's usually confirmation of what God's already told me. But sometimes there are prophecies that, wow, you know, like I'm now walking in them. It's taken 20 years from when they were spoken. But as you mentioned, God is in future. God is past. God is inside, outside of time. <laughs> You know, yes. and so he already knows from the day we were born to the day that we enter into his glory, you know, and he's able to speak and encourage and guide us and direct us. And it's all about Jesus through it. But you mentioned just um, you, you've got a book, Prophetic Evangelism. Mm -hmm. And then um, you've got another one called Be the Sign. Called I, I Am Your Sign. I Am Your Sign. I know through those you mentioned how God speaks to you. So how do you hear God? You know, they're, they're kind of typically three classifications. Uh, one, which my wife is, they're seers. So they're very visual. They get inner pictures. They get open visions. So they're seers. Samuel in the Bible, the prophet, was a seer. There are other people that are sensors. They're, they're knowers. Even their lingo reflects it. I just sense, I feel right now. They'll walk into places and go, I don't know why something doesn't feel right here. Their lingo uh, reflects the fact that they're sensors and feelers. I, I have an element of that. I have a, I'm have growing in the area of seer, but I'd say I'm the third one. The third one is the knower. And mm. the knower is you know, but you don't know why you know. Like if you were to tell me, Jared, you know, your, your wife's name, 
like I would know it because you said it to me. And so I'd right. be, I'd be assured that when I met your wife face to face, I could call her by that name. I heard from a reliable source. I know well, when God speaks to that third type of people, he speaks and it registers it. You just know, you don't know why, you know, like there's been many instances I'm standing in front of someone and I absolutely knew I uh, know something about him. I, I, I led a psychic to the Lord at a new age bookstore Amen. in Monterey, California, because I knew several things. I knew she had, she had cried out and she wanted a sign. And, and I told her, I was, Lord led me to tell her, I am your sign mm-hmm. uh, Two, that she had a bad experience with church when she was a kid. She ended up moving in with an Eastern guru that she thought would nurse her, but instead he ended up abusing her. Three, God says, ever since she was a little girl, she had a dream. She was, she was doing tarot card readings. This is, this is her default but her dream was something else. Tell her if she lets go of the default, I'll give her, which is divination, witchcraft thing, Wicca. If she lets go of the default, I'll give her her dream. She starts weeping and says, how did you know? Long story short, I walk out of a new age bookstore with a convert who walked out with me, former witch. Well, all those things I knew. I didn't see it in this, in terms of seeing. I didn't sense it. I knew, I knew it. God is glorious. He can speak to you many different ways. But what I found out about Holy Spirit is he wants to develop an inner history with you. So it'll be pretty consistent to speak to you in ways, but we always want to be open to the many, and there are many other ways. He could speak to you out of a, off a movie, off a billboard, right. off of someone saying something that may not even be saved. And they could say somebody could be the Lord. If God could speak through a donkey and he could speak through Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he could speak through any means. So we just always want to be open, be shrewd as uh, serpents, wise as doves, innocent as doves, I should say. Many times I'll pray, and in that prayer, what I love to tell people, I'll have a sudden awareness mm-hmm. associated with a unique conviction. Like I'm suddenly aware of something, but I feel the presence of God on it. And I think, obviously, it's got to line up with Scripture. It's got to line up with the nature of our Father. But that presence means a lot because the devil can't counterfeit the presence of God, not once you really have tasted it. That is so good. The devil can't counterfeit the presence of God. So good. I love the testimony of the psychic coming to Jesus. Would you mind sharing some other testimonies of how God has used you through prophetic evangelism or prophetic ministry? Absolutely, man. There's another time I was at a SeaTac airport and I was getting off, I was coming up there to speak in the Pacific Northwest. And as I got off the plane, a, a gal had, was on the same flight. And all of a sudden we're sitting there around the baggage claim and I'm waiting for my bags. And I look over at her and all of a sudden I had this download. It's like, you know, to borrow computer talk, all of a sudden knew these things. Again, didn't know why I knew it, felt that presence of God. And I always tell people when God speaks, he speaks spirit to spirit, Jared, but it registers in your in your soul, your head. Right. And so we're looking, some people look for this voluminous voice, kind of like the old school movie, 10 commandments, Moses, Moses, take off thy sandals, the place where thy stand is holy ground. Well, that's not God's go-to per se, to speak in that voluminous bass audible voice, uh, although he can. But more often than not, it's like in Mark chapter five, the woman with the issue of blood, she says, she thought, if I could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be made whole. Well, that was God, because it wasn't the devil. The devil doesn't want you to touch Jesus. It wasn't her. She had a, a bleeding disorder, and she was forbidden to touch anyone, particularly men. So by default, you know, it was God. And so many times, God speaks spirit to spirit. The Hebrew word for prophecy is Navi, it means to bubble up, that when he speaks to your spirit, it bubbles up as a thought. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're made suddenly aware. So anyway, I said all that to say, I look at this woman, and all of a sudden I knew, she's moving, 
You know, now I just want to say that usually when people move places, they're taking a U-Haul, they're taking a Penske truck. Usually don't fly when you're moving, right? I mean, you got to take a lot of stuff. So your mind can can talk you out of the prophetic. So you kind of have to not release your mind on it, not your rational mind. You release your heart and you release your spirit on a word. You prophesy by faith, not by logic. You prophesy by revelation, not by calculation. So the Lord said she's moving there. She's had a failed business. She's up there thinking that she's going to find the next phase of her life. She's she's coming up there to get involved in a certain business, but it's not me. It's going to fail for her, but tell her in that she's gonna find me and I'm gonna connect her with what she's really called and being sent to do. So I'm like, oh my God, like, okay, God, you gotta do something now. And I'm gonna be totally transparent, Jared. This woman, you know, I mean, she was outwardly attractive. I did not want to give her the, I'm trying to pick up on her. I'm a married man, no way. And so I was like, oh, okay, what do I do, Lord? And it's that classic, okay, God, if it's you, Lord, right now. And so I'm doing all this stuff. And I said, God, you, you just got to make this clear. So all of a sudden, as we're both waiting, uh, luggage is starting to go around the carousel now. There was another place where bigger luggage, you've been to airports where they have the bigger luggage comes out. And out comes this big old cage with this huge dog. And I don't know why I wouldn't have registered maybe for everyone, but I thought, if you're just going on vacation, you don't bring a dog that size. You bring your little purse chihuahua dog with you, your foo-foo dog, but you don't bring Cujo on a, unless you're with a big cage, unless you're moving. So it was, it's like, okay, God says, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the fleece be wet and the ground be dry for you, you know, a reference to Gideon. So I walked up to her, I said, hey, excuse me, uh, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ of the Lord. My name is Sean. I just felt like God gave me something to you. Be okay if I share it with you. And she kind of, you could tell she was a little, you know, was a little uncomfortable, but you know, she was open. She says, okay. I said, I just felt like the Lord showed me that you're moving from the Bay Area because you've had a business and financial deal go south on you mm. and it failed. And she kind of, her eyes got a little big. And so I went, okay. I said, the Lord showed me coming up here and you're going to get involved in another endeavor. But the Lord showed me that that's not, the thing that he has for you and that's not going to go well for you but there's another thing that god's got for you in the midst of it he's going to reveal to you his love and he sent me here to let you know that he's real and that he is pursuing you and her jaw dropped she said she had just had a failed business in the bay area she's moved up to help her uncle with this with this transcendental meditation retreat center right wow. so god said whatever it is is going to fail i didn't know that wow. you know part prophesying part but she says, I also do some modeling and I felt like, you know, I want to do a little bit on the side, which I kind of felt like that was probably a little bit more, but there was something to be revealed. And she said, oh my God, I, I can't even believe that. Wow. Like, how did you know that? And I said, Jesus. So in that moment, although there have been many times I've prayed with people that accept the Lord, I didn't. And I felt like part of the word was God, I, I could have kind of done it. And I felt like it might've been a bit premature. Charles Finney talked about you know, in a sense, I'm using different language, but birthing preemies into the kingdom of God. You want to allow that full revelation of God and the conviction. But the Lord says he's going to make himself real to her. So I felt like I'm just a batter to advance the runner. I just got the runner from first to second. Now God is going to do the double out, you know, double to the outfield and bring her home. But it was one of those things I thought was so interesting because it was at an airport and I had no intention. I wasn't sitting back going, God, give me a word. Who could I bless today? Right. Sometimes I walk into Starbucks and say, Lord, show me. I, I was at Subway one time and asked that the Lord 
spoke to me about a businessman that he had severe back pain and walked over to the table and uh, shared that with them and it connected. And there have been other places. I was at a, uh, another place in a, in a person, kidney issue, and the Lord spoke to me and been many, many, many times. But that was interesting because it was at an airport and it happened in a moment. So I love that. Yeah, that is so good. I love to live a lifestyle of signs and wonders of glorifying Jesus constantly. And on this podcast, we love to activate people in um, spiritual truths and the supernatural encounters all about Jesus. So would you lead us in an activation? Sure. Lord Jesus, I just pray for those who are watching right now, God. And Lord, Paul longed to come to Rome that he may impart a gift. And God, obviously, we're not Apostle Paul, but yet at the same time, the same Holy Spirit that enabled him to release that impartation who actually performed the impartation the same way. So we pray for an impartation of the revelatory release. We pray for words of knowledge. We pray for gift of prophecy. We pray for discerning of spirits. We pray for the revelatory release in people. We pray you would open their spiritual ears, open their spiritual eyes to see and to hear. And if you're watching this or listen to put your hand on your eyes, Lord, we just speak to the eyes right now that the eyes would be open to see in the realm of the spirit to perceive. The Bible says the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. And just place your hand upon your ears. We pray, even though these are outward, our natural eyes and ears, we pray you would open the ears of our heart to hear at at greater clarity. Lord, you're speaking. It's not that you're not speaking. It's that we're at times not tuned in. We're not hearing. I pray you would flip the script on that, that we would begin to hear that, Lord, you would cause us. And I pray for that mantle of prophetic evangelism to be picked up and appropriated that people in the marketplace are beginning to hear the voice of God, begin to pray with people and be released. And I pray visions in the day, dreams at night. I pray you would lay people in our heart. I pray we would know conditions, situations, uh, hindrances, plans of the enemy. And I, I believe, God, that, Lord, as we're praying this, it's activating us. And so I declare right now an activation in the prophetic for those who see and watch this episode in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are watching or listening into this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus right where you are, give your life to him and ask the wonderful Holy Spirit to fill you up from head to toe to encounter Jesus. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Turn away and repent of your sins and commit to live a daily lifestyle of relationship with Jesus, of communication with him. Committing your life to Jesus is not just about going to heaven when you die. It's about getting heaven into you so that everywhere you go, you could do what Jesus did for his glory. There's a number on the screen if you're watching this in Pakistan, whether it's on social media or on King TV, Vision TV, Prayer TV. You could even send in your prayer requests, but let us know what it is that you've decided to do today. And also, if if you're already a Christian and you start seeing and hearing the Holy Spirit, we would love for your feedback. So contact Fireborn Ministries. Sean, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. What is the best way to get more information about your ministry? Yes, a couple of things. One, we're just starting a new website. So it's seanandkristasmith.com. Sean, S-E-A-N, and Krista, C-H-R-I-S-T-A, seanandkristasmith.com. Uh, we too have a podcast called Keep It 100 with Sean and Krista Smith. It's also with Charisma. And then our books, you know, Prophetic Evangelism, I Am Your Sign, you can get them from our website or they're on Amazon or in the places where you order books. And so that's probably the best place to get in contact with us on those venues and platforms. 
Awesome. Thank you so very much, guys. If you're watching or listening to this, please subscribe, rate, share, and review Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Charisma Podcast Network. Check out SeanandChristaSmith.com. It's on the screen and it's going to be in the podcast notes. And subscribe and review and share. Keep it 100 with Sean and Krista Smith on the Charisma Podcast Network. Sean, thank you for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. Absolutely, Jared. It's been an honor, man. And dude, keep doing what you're doing. I love it. And I just feel like, man, we're, we're going to see a great revival on the other side of this pandemic. This is, and in the midst of it, let me, I stand to be corrected. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.